0: Hey friends, Andy Jenkins. I'm back with my friend Adam Hicks. A couple things that I want you to know before we get started. We've we've discussed really part of his story, haven't gotten into a lot of the details, uh, but we've really been discussing this idea of emotional health and wholeness and what happens when you're dealing with pain, okay? In episode number one, really, of these talks, we're in the third, we said we ended up with the idea that Jesus will meet you in the pain Uh, so you you gotta feel it you can feel it and deal with it now or and and be healed or you can just drag this thing out forever Uh, it's better I think to just again I'm not trying to be flippant with the traumatic situation but it's better to rip the band-aid off expose it deal with it heal it second episode we really talked about hey Here's some things that you need to deal with, and here's some things you need to do, but the restoration might not look exactly like a return to what you had. It didn't in my story, it didn't in his. There are plenty of testimonies of people who the marriage didn't fail, or the financial breakthrough came, or you just fill in the gap, whatever it was. The business upturned, they didn't lose the house, you just fill in the gap. But there are also as many stories of people who seem to go from one traumatic situation to another, and then yet, even through that, God somehow brought about a victory, even if it seemed to be a prolonged and different look than what they thought. Now, I've got this t-shirt. I'm going to put a link to where you can see it. I'm going to put a picture where you can see it. This is, you haven't seen this, Adam. Oh, so that's like, awesome. I'm describing it to you guys uh, while I'm showing it to him. So all right, this 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 one's right. All, all things, all times, all for the good is what it says. That's a picture of my house on the shirt, and then right here it says, you know, hilltop. That's a hashtag often used uh-huh. for like my stuff. J. Crew too. That's a hashtag often used for my family. Uh, November 6, twenty twenty. That's when Beth and I got married here. We got married like right outside. We're we're outside. Oh, the, wow. We're in the tiny house. So you hear the wind chimes. We got married right outside on that patio right there had maybe wow. 75 80 ish friends and family right That's right outside incredible. got great pictures um, you know both of our stories in fact she's going to start being on the podcast with me I was going to say more but she's not ever been on it so she's going to start being on here with me some and you know both of our stories man, there is just some some pain and hurt in the past. And yet, I mean, every few days, one of us will text each other. I don't know why we text. We live in the same house. We share a bedroom and an office. We both work <laughs> out of this house. We'll text, you know, I really love our life now. And um, it's been a longer road for her, I think, than me. But But we're here. And so at the wedding, what we did was we told the photographer what we wanted to do was instead of taking, you know, all these wedding pictures, you know, uh, you know the bride and the groom, okay, the, the bride with the bride's parents, you know, groom with the groom's parents, yeah, like, you know, you do all these variations ad nauseum, and then how many times do you ever look back at them? Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not none. Really. So yeah. we thought, okay, we, we want a shot of us, not like a formal post shot, we, like, we want a picture of us, we want to get one with... Us together with my mom and dad. Us together with her mom and dad. And then we want one with the entire family. And so, you know, that that was it. Like the only posed shot we had was get all the family up at the front. The others were just informal. And we told the photographer follow us around. We're just gonna go to pictures with all of our friends because that's yeah. like what you want to remember, right? Is so that that's that's really kind of how we flowed. And we put this photo booth up at the front there, like where that. Where that fence is near the fire pit. Fire pit wasn't yeah. there yet. It was somewhere else, uh, and we we put put all of that photo booth stuff up there with little props and everything. And we told people on the way here, hey, we've got a gift for you. What we want you to do is we've got we've got these cool shirts. We didn't tell them it was a shirt on the way. It was just a small gift, uh-huh. and so we stacked all these up there. We had them rolled up, you know, by size. Had a little label, small, medium, more. We had, had kid sizes. Come up there, take your picture, and then grab a shirt. Oh,
1: that's and so,
0: incredible. man, we got we get every now and then. Like even now, we'll get pictures sent to us, texted to us of friends like they've got our shirt on. That's you know, awesome. they've said it, because it's not. It doesn't say like our wedding. It just has all things, all times, all for good from Romans eight twenty eight. Because yeah. it was like dealing with the pain on the other side of our story. You know, it didn't turn out how I, in the moment, was praying. It turned out better. Better and different. Doesn't negate the past pain. Doesn't belittle anybody from the past. It's just different and better. Um, so that was kind of the point of that shirt. Okay. You could probably you, you can't top the t shirt, but I know you got a story. Yeah. So that has your version of because the Volkswagen t shirt you got on right now ain't gonna top this one.
1: No, 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 it's not. It's but you not. got a
0: story that is, is you know, all, all things, all times, all all for good. Mm-hmm. So, like, pick it up your story and
1: on the other side of everything. On the other side of yeah. it, yeah. So, man, we, I ex wife walks out. Yes, yes. Got to deal then with stuff. Go through the process of healing. Um, uh, and my counselor just looks up at me one day and says, "Man, how does it feel to be healed? How does it feel?" And um, you know, we were talking through this. He actually did the Ford uh, for my book. And uh, did you
0: realize you were healed at the time? Y-
1: yeah, I had some circumstances happen that really tested it, and it just, it just um, really revealed everything. I knew that my conversations had changed. I knew that when I was showing up to council, I knew that uh, I knew that I wasn't talking about what I originally went in there to talk about, and I knew that I was speaking well of everybody uh, uh, involved in the situation, and yeah. I knew that um, I just felt clear. I felt. I felt. Um, Honestly, kind of like your butt, just whole. So describe that whole. so somebody
0: knows, like, like the conversation, like, um, without giving details that would, you know, villainize anybody. Um, like, what do you mean by that? As far as how I felt. Yeah, and we, we yeah, in your speech, like, even when you're talking to a counselor, or yeah, talking to a friend. I wasn't,
1: or, I wasn't talking about the divorce. I wasn't talking. I was no longer afraid to be alone. Okay. And I was no longer afraid to be a single dad, and I was honestly excited about it. And like, man, I'm gonna be like Paul, you know? Except I got two boys, and uh, and you know, just had started making plans for the future. And it was almost like I had um, accepted life as it is, and I wasn't afraid. Even if it got worse, I wasn't I I wasn't afraid anymore. Like fear was gone. Yeah. Fear was gone. Um, I ended up, um, speaking, uh, coming back, uh, to pastor and I'll never forget my first Sunday, uh, back. And, uh, there were some nerves, there were some nerves because they had not seen me and I'd seen some out and about. So what did you, so you didn't go to the church the six months you're on, where did you, what did you do? I, I went to, uh, one of our other locations. Okay. I went to one of our other locations and, um. And then um, when I came back and spoke, uh, that was that that for me personally, if I could pick a selfish day of saying the best day of ministry, it was that day. Why? Uh-huh. I think because there was a fear in me because of rumors and people talking. There was a fear in me that that nobody would be there, and um, and there was a fear in me that um, I was just thinking through like, how I would answer questions or um, thinking through you know, um, just a lot of scenarios, a lot of different scenarios that would play out. And um, I was just nervous too and I hadn't spoken publicly in a while and um, I had a lot going on in the inside of me that I wanted to share but I remember that day and I just remember uh, walking out and it was just a record attendance Sunday and um, when when I came out um, I've never I've never felt so loved by the church um, as I did that day and uh, getting to speak and getting to talk about some of this stuff yeah and um, and and it it, it was just I don't know it just really sealed the deal for me and um, man honestly I just went on uh, with life and ministry and just got back into it and I was I was uh, getting better at being being a single dad, and uh, thinking when I had all my eyes dotted and T's crossed, I would look over and there'd be a pile of laundry, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> right? You think and you're so? Gonna I'm getting used to pulling up to daycare, and I don't have a car seat in the back, you know, just things like that. And um, man, I remember uh, uh, I, had, I I hadn't honestly wasn't even thinking about this, but um, I, I noticed a woman um, and I hadn't like noticed to the point like where I hadn't been in that scenario in a very long time, but I noticed a woman worshiping and um, and I could not like when I saw her, I I, I could not get my, uh, I, I couldn't get her out of my head. I couldn't, I did not know her. But I could not get it out of my head, like when I was when I, when I saw her worshiping and um uh for months. So she was at your campus for months. No, she was actually. I can't remember. I was at. Um, it was after that because I had a ten, Because I don't know if I was speaking or something, but I noticed her at a different location. Okay, same church, same a different location. location. Yeah, and um. I didn't... I just didn't know her. She was just standing in the back, and I saw her, and she was greeting. And, um, you know, for several months, I went, and... uh, Man, I started praying for this woman. And I started... uh, um, And I did not tell anyone. That was the big kicker, is, like, I did not tell anyone. Because, like, for me, it was... It was... um, I was okay internally like I was healed I was good uh, but other people had to process you know people around you and you don't want to move soon and yeah just, you've been you know. processing the pain for yeah. the whole time since the yeah. you know band-aid was ripped off yeah. but everybody else is getting yeah new information for the first time right and I started um, uh, one day I had a pastor on our staff uh, uh, take me out to lunch and he said hey man I've just watched you heal and watched you you know, just handle this incredibly, but man, you, he was messing with me. He was like, "Man, you got any prospects for the future?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I said, "Dude, I noticed somebody once, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak on it. I'm definitely not telling you." And um, I said, "But it was like, like I noticed her yeah. like that," and um, and he said her name. Oh, he knew. He was dialed in. And that, and then that happened another time with a different person and then at at my campus uh we were talking about kind of this similar situation and one of our lead team is not on staff but they do a lot around the church they said um they said her name and they said i was at freedom conference and uh and i saw this girl praying over people and uh uh, they said I just felt like the Lord forgive me because I'm not a prophet but I felt like the Lord said hey that, that that's your pastor's wife <laughs> forgive me because I'm not a prophet yeah yeah sure. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know the whole time it was her and then um, I had not been in the dating scene I was I, I had no clue and so um, I ended up calling um, some of the people whoever saw me and I said hey do you think it would be okay if I called this this girl and just talked to her? And they said um, they said absolutely. Okay,
0: so this is important because people are listening right now and they're going, "All right, this was a pastor, and you know there there could be instances of a pastor of." kind of overstepping a line i mean like that oh people do that i know know, so you're kind of drawing way back from that (laughs) i'm so careful and high level accountability yeah all these other people okay so you're will it be okay if i call her
1: yeah i made the decision a year prior that i'm not going to make any decisions without them yeah so i'm going to filter every decision through that i didn't make any decisions for myself
0: yeah and there's freedom in that yeah people think oh that's control but it's like no you got people who are going through my Situation, you know, there there were some men that were very, you know, honest with me, and you know, my father had had that role as well. Mm-hmm. And there were times where, you know, they were saying, "Hey, it's it's okay for you to m- turn the
1: page, n- next chapter." Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, it, it, go ahead. I ended up uh, I ended up uh, giving her a call, and I cut the conversation off at ninety minutes. Because I was enjoying it way too much, like I was just blown away. And then, um, what, what do you say to her when you call her? I that's like.
0: Personal. I just started.
1: Uh, I think we were talking about because we. I think we were talking about because I knew she was on. Um, we we're talking about music or something. We're both in in music. I'm am a musician and she sings. Was this just chit chat we or is this that? like? It, it was you're chit- being honest, it, like,
0: hey, I'm I'm interested. Well,
1: it was chit chat at first two nights go by where we talk for about an hour and a half both nights yeah and uh we end up praying together the first those two nights and what's crazy is still to this day there's not been a day that's gone by even when i'm in other countries where we have not prayed together since our very first conversation and um and i don't even remember what we were praying about but um after the second night i said okay i need to have a face-to-face with this with this girl and just tell her and be honest with her and it doesn't need to be in my tiny town. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need to be in my <laughs> oh, small town. Oh, because people are going to see if you meet her face-to-face it. Right, right. I mean, you know, it,
0: it, right. yeah,
1: anywhere. And so we come to Birmingham, and uh, we sit down, and uh, the restaurant is not open yet. We kind of have like an early dinner. Uh, the restaurant's not open uh, open yet. So we sit there in the car, and I just told her, um, I, I just need to be honest with you about a few things. And I was like, hey. Either I'm going to freak her out or, but I can't, I don't have time to. But it's not, better
0: for her if you're. Yes, yes. Honest. And so too. I was over
1: the top direct and I remember saying, um, you know, I saw you and I could not get away from you. And so I told her about praying and I said, she's either going to think I'm a crazy stalker or she's, you know, I, don't, I didn't know what was going to happen because she is, she was. Of course, beautiful, but she's so kind.
0: But either either way, you've been
1: honest and you've given her the truth. Yeah, I told her everything up until that point. I said, "Listen, I'm not. um, um, I want you to know. Just I told her my intentions with her, and that I'm not. um, Which was which was uh, if you uh, and I'm
0: telling. We're saying this out loud because, like, it's coaching somebody right listening to go. Okay,
1: right, got it. Right. So I told her um, I told her the story of like I was praying and I had um, w- when I had noticed you, I told her the story about the people who had said her name. and I was like, I thought like people are trying to work this out or something in, in my head, but I said, all I know is this is I want to know you more than I know anybody else and I want you to know me more than you know anybody else. And if you um, and honestly, it can't be public, right now um, we've got we got to have some time incognito where we really get to know one another um, we were not uh, affectionate uh, um, it was about two months before I kissed her <laughs> you know what I'm saying but we were not I fell in love with her through conversation and so we begin uh, I- I- anyway that night in the truck I remember just telling her all this stuff and I said if you look up you know six months from now, and this is still happening. I said, I will love and serve you like you've never been loved and served before. And uh, and she's crying at this time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she wants to get out of the truck. And she says, well, That's let gonna me. It's going to be a long drive back to Where Well, she Jasper. says, let me tell you about, you know, the past half a year of my life. Yeah. And she remembers stopping in the mall with her friends to pray for me and my uh, ex-wife. She began to pray restoration and healing and, And all of this stuff, and she went to praying for us, and she said, "You know, after a while, I was just pray. After a while, just when everything just kind of ended, I began praying for you, and I just prayed for you every single day, over and and then, and then to like it was almost a deal of like I can't believe we're here together having this conversation." So both both
0: stories were things uh, were happening uh, on both sides. You
1: didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, didn't know and uh, didn't know one another, but. I mean, and, that's the great thing to know is like God's not only
0: writing your story, he's writing the stories of all the other people that your life's going to intersect with yeah. at some point where it's going to,
1: yeah. it's just going to make sense when it gets there. Yeah. And if you were, if you, I know you've met her before. I know it was really loud in the room, but when you meet her and get to be around her, that's just who she is on her worst day behind closed doors. Like she is such a gift and uh, she's my best buddy. Yeah. My best buddy. And uh, we got a baby. We got married. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. Okay. We them. got married and, um, and I had a wedding. I had already, it was kind of a thing where the ball was in her court of what she wanted. Yeah. And we planned a big patio, uh, wedding, um, in, a, um, in downtown and everything was good. It was at a friend's house and, uh, ended up raining. And so we ended up at the uh, Methodist Church, which was beautiful. And, um, uh, uh, got married and uh, we've got a baby girl now so I'm a dad of three you bring balance to the force wild boys had a lot of testosterone in the house and she is just as perfect as her mama and I don't even, what's crazy is like I don't even have to have to force myself to say that she is, uh, Carson CC that is what we call her she's she's a gift She's a gift to everybody she meets. And uh, I look back and I, I, I look back on, on everything. And just like you said, it's not belittling anyone or anything in the past. But I am beyond grateful uh, for where I am in life right now. And what life looks like. And the people that I get to help. And um, we have a great relationship with uh, uh, my ex-wife and her husband. And um, uh, just we're all on just kind of a group text together. We'll go eat dinner for the boys' birthdays. We do birthdays together, and um, uh, uh, there is uh, she's uh, my ex-wife is one of my wife's clients um, at at her business, and um, and it's it's a great relationship. There's a lot of a lot of healing, and uh, we get to tell our kids like, hey, we're your one big family. And uh, Cece says that she's not. Uh, you know, I'm not a replacement. I'm an addition too. You know, it's what we get to talk about. I'm yeah. not a replacement of. I'm an addition too. And um, and uh, just like uh, their stepdad Bear, uh, is what we call him. And uh, and it's just a, a, an addition too. And what happened was tragic. But again, God redeemed it, and He created something. So I had a desired outcome in my mind, just like you did. Yeah. And God had something completely different in mind where he's writing our stories. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And so he is writing our story and he sees the big picture of our lives. And uh, man, I just, I'm I'm so, I'm grateful every single day, every single day. Man,
0: that's a great, that's a great I, I want to go back to the a short story. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a, well, and, and that's the highlight real, You know, there's, there's hard things and tough conversations and doubts and struggle along the way, I'm sure, um, which people, you know, need to know, like, hey, this isn't just, it's not just, oh, hey, there, wave one, there we go, it's, its you know, you, you actually have to walk this stuff out. Uh, one of the things that you said was you guys saw each other incognito for a while, so it was kind of a secret. and From the public, uh, but not yes. accountability. And that's what, yeah, and that's what I wanted to get on, is like, yeah. I, I know that because I've, I've heard your story, I know the guys, or some of the guys that you are are, are close with, Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing I want to bring up is there's this difference between, I think people mistake being private with being transparent. Right. So when we, we got married, I I think on social media, I changed my status to in a relationship with Beth the night before the wedding. And then we left our house. My parents stayed the night with all the kids were here. You know, they stayed the night Afterwards, we took off and I remember we're driving. We took right around that corner right there. She's like, Hey, let's update the Facebook status. This will be funny. And by then, people were sharing and tagging pictures. We told them, Hey, take pictures, tag them. If you got these shirts, tag them, you know, whatever. So they did. And we're going down the hill. We stopped the car, changed the status to married. And I remember a lot of my friends that knew, they're like, Well, that escalated quickly. You oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're being funny, you know, yeah. like that's laughing. They knew. But then, You know, there were a very small handful of people that accused of being secret. Um, There was even a former family member that said, well, you were being secret about this. No, no, no. I was being private. And this is what you did. And this is what I'm sharing to people here as you're walking out your story. Privacy and transparency are two very different things. right? In our culture, we have this epidemic of oversharing on social media,
1: uh-huh.
0: not being private. People air out stuff. This happened to me. They aired out. They think they've dealt with it. They've not dealt with it. They've just overshared it. Mm-hmm. They've not talked about it to people that are accountable to, with them, people that can speak into it, people that can bring correction, people that can say, hey, you're making a stupid decision right now, or people that can even say, hey, wait, you're free here to move forward. Right. You know, and... Right. I remember before our wedding, talk with my dad, Hey, am I free to get married again? Or he's a, he's a Baptist pastor, you know, do I, can I, and he, and you know, and he's like, well, let's, let's really pray through it and talk through it. You know, and in a time, yeah, yes, you can. Here's, here's the reality of your situation. Here's what happened. You can move forward. Okay. So being very transparent with my dad, there was not a piece of dirt from my past that he did not know about 100% so, but very so private nobody on social media knew any of that right. they're very close friends that knew everything very transparent also very private right. and I think that's what you guys did really well and people need to know that like you can be very private as you're walking through the healing process but you've got to go back to what you said you know in
1: the previous talk we had yeah. like you've got to have those you got to have the right voices the right voices at all times. And another important note is: is that um, when do you know it's time to enter something again? Is uh, my CC did not bring healing to me, and CC did not fill a void that was there. If that makes sense, yeah. You could you I, could have moved on. I was without her. I was thinking, but was grateful you know, seeing, to have a gift made, of her. Yes, it made it that much better. And um, and so that's the thing. A lot of people think that a new relationship will heal an old one, and and the, uh, the pain from an old one. And that is not the case. You will take pain from the old one into the new one. And so you want to make sure that healing has taken place um, inside of you yeah. uh, before you enter into something like that. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was incognito from the public because. Honestly, you do have to be okay with saying it's it's nobody it's else's none of your business. business. It's nobody else's business. It doesn't matter what's before your name. It doesn't matter. You know, I get the glass house thing, but in reality, you you, you are a person and you have a <laughs> you have privacy, but you do have accountability. So people, our locations were shared with people. People knew what time um, uh, we were together and when we were apart. Uh, there were not like, um, you know, uh, that there was accountability as far as like when we would go out or spend time together. Like people I had people who knew that stuff so that if anything was ever said or anything was ever brought up and we get to look back on even our dating life, like to look back because when people go through divorce and then they start dating or they start entering in relationship, there's something about divorce that just kind of. It's almost like your conviction waivers. We got to go back to like, like when we look back on our dating relationship, we get to say, um, man, thank you, God, for accountability and just relationships in your life. We get to look back and say, like, our relationship was pure. We got to have other voices in our life that, like, where the Holy Spirit literally guided. Us every step of the way, and the and the accountability in that. I mean, it brought so much to the table. We went to um, uh, into our honeymoon night, confident and just um, really blown away uh, by God. Now, it wasn't like a year long engagement, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, what you said we're gonna
0: pull that trigger, <laughs> but,
1: oh, I know it, I know it. But I did that feeling of wanting to do things. To 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 do things right, it was yeah. almost like God gave me, um, just a, an incredible blank canvas in every sense of the word, and I got to, I got to put on it what I wanted, and He gave me the the, the relationships and the the guidance to do so, yeah. which is available to everyone, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. an exclusive. Yeah, I mean, I think I
0: think a lot of times people think, well, if, if there's a limited supply of God's blessings to go around, and it's it's not like a a pizza or a you know yeah. In my house, you have a pizza out there. Yeah, man, you better get it because if you don't get it, like it's gone. Yeah, and the boys will wait, and they will make sure that there's enough for everybody. But if they come back an hour later and you haven't grabbed hold of yours, like it's it's out. And I think a lot of times people think that with God's blessings, it's not like that. It just keeps abounding more and more and more, and the same not the exact same script but the the same ending yeah you know, blessing level was available for everyone let, let me let me end with this because uh, this is a great point in the book and I want you to maybe kind of un, un, unload on it a little bit you, you said this where uh, unforgiveness exists so people are hanging on to the past clutter this happened to me where, where unforgiveness exists intimacy cannot Mm-hmm. So imagine if you went into, you just alluded to it a little bit, you went into this current relationship with holding on to past pain, you're just going to put that on her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Intim- unload that a little bit. Yeah, intimacy. To intimacy. Intimacy, you know, when we say the word intimacy, everybody's thinking sex, and it is so much more, that can be part of it. That's an expression of but- the... Yeah, there's physical intimacy, but when I say intimacy, I'm talking about real, raw openness where I'm so vulnerable with you that you do have the potential to hurt me. You're fully known. Yeah. Fully accepted. F- exactly. Fully flaw in all. all. Exactly. Flaw and all. Chosen. <laughs> there's nothing like the best and the worst of you being out there and still being chosen. Still being chosen. And to know that about one another uh, was huge for us, but... Where there is unforgiveness, uh, we end up putting up walls towards people. And uh, no matter, like, if we got hurt in our past by somebody, then we're going to have walls around us. And you hear people use this terminology all the time that, yeah, I've just got my walls up. Hopefully they'll come down. Well, we're in control of that. Yeah. We, we are in control
0: of that. Well, you should have your walls up. Something Like, everybody shouldn't have the same degree of intimacy with you.
1: Right. There's, there right. should be layers Right, absolutely. Of it. But that's more... Driven by wisdom, not offense. Yeah, and so and so, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. But that's not absolutely. what people mean. They're, that's back to that privacy transparency yeah. thing. The but, relationship, you know, but if as people come in close, those walls should go right all the way down. Right, right, to where you can be complete. Like there's intimate, there's complete openness and vulnerability, and nothing's held back. And that is a sp- special place to be. There's no secrets. There's no lies. There's nothing. And you feel safe doing that. And it's very, very, you can't, for some people hearing that, they're like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. That is impossible. Like, what are you thinking? They may think I'm an idiot. (laughs) Right. But the, the truth is, is that, um, the truth is, is that when we react that way, it's because we have walls up and we have, we automatically don't trust all people because of one person who betrayed our trust yeah and so we give power over like the power of all of our relationships and our future friendships business partners teachers co workers whoever whatever hurt you we give it all of those away to our offender the one who hurt us and they end up dictating us the rest of our lives but and when we have walls up it's because somebody we're allowing somebody to have more power in our lives than they should ever be able to. Man, that's still
0: a learning process for me. Like, yeah. er, you know, every couple months, it seems like Beth will say something, you know, r- related to, you know, hey, no, what are you really feeling or thinking about that? Or no, like, you don't have to hide that. Like, yeah. it, you know, hey, you can, I mean, and then every time I, like, I can tell still, still, like, I'll think I'm totally healed and then I'll stutter step it and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what, I don't. And then yeah. every time, like, I'll share it and then it's, like it's met with more radical grace and acceptance. Yeah. And as you get to that place, you know, as as walls that you didn't even know go down lower, it, you know, the intimacy grows. I, I get it. Like I see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an incredible thing. And there are, uh, just like you said, and there may be times where it's kind of like, it's not that there's not, uh, actual healing that is going on in your life but it could be that um you know you've got a i don't know if you've ever had a scar yeah that was kind of nervy right and it was real sore it could be the equivalent of that emotionally where it's not like you know oh my gosh i'm not healed there's still some stuff that you may have to wrestle through like that and scenarios that you come face to face with that just hey I don't have to be like that. Or anymore. we're all in process. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you,
0: you, yeah. There's going to be new situations yeah. every day that you can read in light of past stuff, and you know when it comes up, you just confront it and move on. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think healing is a one and done forever. It's like a okay. I, you know, you, you go to the doctor every year for a checkup. You know, why would you not expect the same thing emotionally? We're like, hey, oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm,
1: you can revert or you can yeah. get a new situation you haven't faced before. That's why your test is so important. For every, I mean for everybody yeah uh, the whole soul wholeness test because it's like a checkup right like, you just go through it and go okay how great would it be to do that once every six months or once every quarter or once every year well it's free and it takes like three minutes yeah it's all yes no
0: so yeah get the link below anything else you want to say before we sign off I'm, gonna man, I'm just off so thankful
1: out. man I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the connection that night in the green room and just uh, your intentionality uh, to be a friend and, and just having me here it's awesome
0: yeah I appreciate it we're going to go eat Go get some grub. I'm yep. probably going to put them in this nice T-shirt. Maybe. I don't know. All
1: right. Hey, listen. I'm going to
0: sign off. Here's what I want you guys to do is uh, go down to the links in the show notes. Adam's book's right there. I'll put links to it where you can grab it at Walmart.com, Barnes & Noble, Target, where Amazon. Just Google Paint Not waste the, You're on all the, the places. You got, you got a website on that. We'll put, we'll, we'll find all of that. Put it all right there. Uh, also, the ten question yes no emotional wholeness checklist. That's below. Take advantage of that. The Soul Wholeness audiobook. You can grab that for ten bucks below, as well. I'm gonna sign off. My prayers that the Lord bless you. That He would keep you. He'd be gracious to you. He would shine radical favor in your direction. You would see. You'd sense, you'd feel that the blessings that you see in others are available to you. They don't have expiration clauses. They don't have exclusion clauses. They are for you. And he has promised that he's going to work, as the T-shirt says, all things in all times. It may take some time, but eventually you'll see all for your good. Grace and peace. I'll see you again soon.